family, a member of the patriarch of the family, Joseph Asaka. Last night we mentioned Why does it say Tzur Yaakov and not Tzur Yisrael? We distinguish between Yaakov, which is the Jewish people who are not fulfilling our destiny, realizing our potential in Yisrael, which is when we're living our fullest and richest selves. So several people said, what about Tzur Yisrael, the Goalo, right before the Amidah? jumping ahead, trying to accelerate the Siddur snippets. They want to know how do you understand Tzu Yisrael there as opposed to Tzur Yaakov here. So I'll give you a little preview, but it's not going to make us go any faster. Is that Tzur Yisrael later, if you look at that last sentence, the bracha, right before the Amida, is foreboding of a future redemption. We are invoking a time, Vigo Allah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will redeem us. Since we're talking about the future and when Hashem will redeem us, we are invoking Yisrael, not Yaakov. The people, when we're worthy of redemption, are living, Bebechinas Yisrael, we're living as the Jewish people, as Yisrael, which is the higher level selves, rather than Yaakov. So we asked, why do we describe Tzur, Magain, and Yishenu, Yeshua, Kadosh Baruch Hu is our rock, he's our shield, and he's our savior. What's the difference between the three? So the Mepharshim say that a rock here, Tzur, is talking about not a small pebble and not a movable rock. We're talking about something large, immovable. So on the one hand, Hashem is a rock. You can hide behind the rock. The rock can protect you. But the rock is stationary. Hashem is also a mugain, which means that a Kaddish Baruch Hu comes with us. A shield protects you wherever you go. You can take the shield, and the shield is a barrier. The shield is a source of protection wherever you are. The Rebona Shalom Hashem doesn't only protect us in one place or at one time. He's our mugain. Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kiviyachu, is a shield that we take where we go. Yeshenu is even greater because the Magain saves you from an arrow, but if an arrow or something penetrates through the shield, if something gets behind you around the shield, then Yeshenu, the idea of the Savior, is a Yeshua that Hashem is able to not only prevent and protect from something that happens, but even if there is a threat, even if there is an attack, he is Yeshenu, he's able to save us even after it happens. So of course, we acknowledge and we hope and we look to Hashem to be that mugging, that shield to protect us before something happens. But it's not that if something happens, what could he do? It violated or penetrated his protection. He's mugging, but he's also Yeshenu. He has the ability to redeem us, to relieve us, to save us even after the fact. The Avudram points out, what is the proper pronunciation uh, the proper punctuation here. MS Lokeolam Makenu, Tsur Yaakov, Magen Yeshenu. Is it Magen Yeshenu, Lador Vador? Or Magen Yeshenu, Kama, Lador Vador, Hukayam, Kayam, and so on. What does Lador Vador go on? How have you been saying it for the last 60, 70, or 80 years? Where does the Kama go? Tsur Yaakov, Magen Yeshenu, Lador Vador? Or Tsur Yaakov, Magen Yeshenu, Kama, you could cheat. You could look in the sitter. Where does the comma go? So the Vudram says the pause has to be between Magen Yeshenu and Lador Vador. Lador Vador is not describing that Hashem is Tzur and Magen Yeshenu from generation to generation, but Lador Vador is going on describing the next. And why does he say that the Vudram? So they have a beautiful pshat by Rav Yisrael of Rajin, who says the following. It's a very unusual phrase. Lador Vador from generation to generation Throughout the generations, 
Hu kayam, Hashem endures. Hashem exists. Everyone else is mere mortal. Everyone else is finite. But Kodesh Baruch Hu is immortal. He is forever. He endures. Not only does he endure, Ushmo kayam. Well, I would think that if God exists, then his name exists. So what are we adding? Once we say that Hu kayam, that he endures, that he is transcendent, that he has immortality, so then certainly Shmo kayam. But not only does he exist, and not only does his name exist, his chair is a good chair. The kiso nachon. His throne is confirmed. How do you translate the word nachon? Chiso nachon. His throne is correct. He exists, his name exists, and he's got a really good chair. Umalchuso in his kingdom, ve'amunaso, his amuna, we have amuna in him. Who is Hashem's amuna in? Whoever Hashem has amuna in, but it's la'ad kayam as it endures forever. I hope I've confused you enough to want to know what that sentence that we say every single day means. But what does it mean? Lador vador hu kayam, from generation to generation, he exists, his name exists, he's got a really great chair, his kingdom, he also has a muna that will last forever, we don't know in whom. What's going on here? So if Yisrael of Rajin says, in order to answer this, you have to look at the battle with Amalek. The Pasuk says, Vayomer ki yadal midor dor. That it says, a hand upon the throne of Hashem will be at war with Amalek throughout the ages. Ki yad, there'll be a hand that is trying to compromise or corrupt the throne of Hashem, and is at war, Amalek is at war with Hashem. These are two antithetical worldviews, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's dominance, dominion, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's as the source of all, and Amalek tries to undermine, plant seeds of doubt and uncertainty. Amalek tries to get us to have heretical thoughts, to reject. What does that have to do with a name and a throne? So Rashi there says, Rashi says, Ki yad al-keska, yadosh al-kadosh baruch hu urma l'shevah b'kisa liyos l'machama ve'eva m'malik olamas, umau kes, v'lo nemar kisei. Why does it say there'll be a hand against God's throne? God's throne is spelled, chav samach, it's missing the aleph. V'yaf Hashem nechlek l'chatzio. And even Hashem's name, ki yad al-keska, yud and hey, it's only half of his name. What happened to the spelling of chair, of throne? And what happened to the spelling, the rest of his name? Hashem's name is not complete and His throne is incomplete until we erase, until we eradicate the influence and the attitude and the existence of Amalek. And when we eradicate Amalek, then His name will be complete and then His throne will be complete. Says Rav Yisrael of Rajin, that's exactly what this sentence in our davening every day is talking about. We've said that emes, shema, and all the themes of shema, they're emes, they're true. And now we pivot to talk about how we can have redemption, long for redemption. We're missing the Allah from the throne and the name of Hashem. So the missing Allah from Kisei and the missing letters from name of Hashem spell vav and hey, spell the word who? The Allah of Kisei and the hey and the vav from Hashem's name. So the missing letters from Yad al-Kes Ka, the missing letter from Kes, the Aleph, and Ka are the He and the Vav. He, Vav, and Aleph spell Hu. And that's what the Pasuk means. When we defeat Amalek, Lador Vador, Hu, the missing letters, Kayam, 
Those missing letters come back and they're complete. Ushmo, and then his name will be complete. V'chison achon, and then his throne is complete. Umalchusos l'ad kayamas, and then his kingdom, his throne is forever. So invoking the image and the hope for redemption, the pathway to redemption is the defeat of Amalek, and that's how you, could, you can't understand this entire, you can't understand the sentence at all in the Siddur without understanding this background, who the Hei, Vav, and Aleph are, the missing letters of Kes, Ka, when we defeat Amalek, Hu Kayam, Shmo Kayam, Kichiso Nachon, Machuso Kayam, and so on. We'll continue tomorrow night.